You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Just a few years ago, I went on one of our Real Wealth Network real estate tours to Detroit to bring investors out to see what's happening in that emerging market. And on that trip, I was surprised to meet a man who had flown in all the way from Sweden. We have members at Real Wealth Network from all over the world who join us on tours and at our events, but having someone come all the way from Sweden was a first for me. And usually foreigners like to invest in areas they've heard about on the news, like Florida or Las Vegas. So why Detroit? Well, after I started talking to Magnus, I realized he wasn't there just to buy a few properties. He was building a portfolio. And he chose the U.S. for very specific reasons, after having invested in Europe and experiencing what it's like there. Well, several years later, I saw him at another Real Wealth Network event, and I wanted to see how his portfolio was growing. And I found out that since he started purchasing, he's learned a lot. And he's here today to share it with us on The Real Wealth Show. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here today. And by the way, most of our Real Wealth Network events are on the West Coast, but twice a year we do something on the Eastern side of the U.S. because we know we have a lot of members out there who don't want to fly across the country to find out what's going on in markets that are probably much closer to them. So we do have another event scheduled on the Eastern side of the U.S. on August 10th in Cleveland. Rich and I will be there to share our story and how we've built Real Wealth starting with no money and building up to a multi-million dollar portfolio. And we'll also have all 15 of our property providers from across the country joining us there in Cleveland, which means that each one will only have about 20 minutes to share about their market. But if you've got a 1031 exchange that you've got to take care of, or you just want to decide which market is best for you for buying a rental property, this could be a great event because all 15 teams will be joining us there for one day. Plus, we'll probably go out on the town. It's downtown. There's a lot going on there in the summer in Cleveland, believe it or not. When the sun's out, everybody's out. So it's a lot of fun. So hopefully you can join us. Again, that's August 10th in Cleveland. You can learn more at realwealthshow.com. The event is free. You just have to be a member and it's free to join. So you can do that again at realwealthshow.com. Back to our guest. Magnus has learned a lot over the years that he's been buying real estate in the U.S., and he's got a different perspective because he is from another country and he can see the pros and cons of investing in the U.S. So I'm so thrilled that he'll be sharing that wisdom with us today. Well, Magnus, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Thank you very much. You are calling in from Sweden, is that right? Yeah, that's right. But you are investing in the U.S. Uh, Why? (laughs) Why? I'm actually in the tire business uh, since I was 20 years old. So I bought a tire shop when I was like 25 years old. Wow. And I have uh, done some great profits on that. And I started thinking about, you know, what to invest in. And I bought stocks and funds in Sweden. But uh, when the years went by, I was working so hard. I was working like every day and uh, I was doing, you know, almost everything on my own. So I was uh, totally burned out after five years of the business. So I couldn't work. Uh, I couldn't meet people. I was getting real, real problems with mental problems. Mm, Kind of feeling depressed. Yeah, all this kind of stuff. Depressed. I got very much problem with, you know, hypochondriacs. And Mm. uh, and I couldn't be in the Thai shop. I couldn't meet people. 
So all the customers were in my phone, and my phone was, you know, ringing all the time. Uh, I got message all the time. So I didn't know how, you know, how to get out from it. But it went so far that I went to a lot of therapists and people that tried to help me. But it was still very hard to get out of it because when I was out from the company, when I was out for, you know, two or three months, I was, you know, starting to go back too early. So mm -hmm. the next time I went burned out, it been even worse. So <laughs> yeah, running a business and being the sole proprietor, the only one doing everything, it, it is a recipe for burnout for sure. Yes. So at the time we were buying a house in Spain, a summer house. Mm -hmm. And my brother, he was giving me a book, this uh, cash flow quadrant with Rich Dad. With uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I, I have never, you know, reading books in, in my entire life. Uh, so, but that, uh, I was, you know, kind of interesting in that book. So I was uh, starting to read that. Uh, you know, when I was reading this book, it was like something happened to me. Mm, that's happened to a lot of people. That that book is, has enlightened so many people, including myself. I, I could only wish that I could write a book like that someday. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. So what the, the thing was in, in that book was like, uh, he explained so well when you work and your energy is gone. I mean, what can you do? Either you can sell the company or you have employers that runs your company. If you're going to have employees that runs your company, that you have to let it go to the employers. And that uh, sometimes that's not so easy either. So the thing was, I, I was uh, putting a manager on the company, on the Thai company. And, you know, when I was reading this book, I was starting to rent out our house in Spain. And I was amazed how easy it was just to make uh, money, just to rent it out for a week. <laughs> right. You don't need all those employees. You've got an asset. You rent it out and it makes you money. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So I start to, you know, rent it out to neighbors and people I know. And then I start to rent it out to other people with the, you know, Airbnb and things like that. Then I, I rent it out to people I didn't really want to rent it out to because it was our own house and my wife didn't like it at all. So I bought two more apartments in Spain. I was a beginner of this, really. I didn't actually know anything. I didn't know what ROI was. I didn't know anything. I didn't know, I mean, how important the property management is. Uh, I didn't know how important it was to check credit with the tenants. Yes, some of us just have to learn the hard way, right? <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night uh, the other night because my daughter had been using Airbnb to rent out her home in Chico. And that went really well. And then she wanted a longer-term tenant and found somebody on Craigslist And I woke up in the middle of the night because she told me this and I thought, oh boy, I bet she doesn't know that there's different rules and that you need to do background checks. And I mean, there's so, there really is so much to learn, which is why we give a checklist at Real Wealth Network to uh, make sure you don't miss anything. But it sounds like you got to learn some of those things uh, yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, I tried to rent these apartments for two years in Spain. Wow. And I didn't make anything. Mm. I mean, I did make some income, but it was eaten up by costs. And it took a lot of energy too, because just to buy one bedroom, two bedroom apartments, I mean, you don't have so many choices. I mean, at least you must buy two bedrooms to let a family can move there or something. And I, you know, in Spain, at least in that city where I have my, had my apartments, It was rentals everywhere. 
mm-hmm. everywhere. So it was not easy to rent them out for good money. I mean, you could rent them out, but you had to do it for cheap money. So I didn't make anything. So the bottom line was when I uh, had a tenant in one of the apartments and he was not paying the utilities. He was not paying the rent. He was smashing the whole apartment. Mm. Uh, so, and on top of that, when he left in Spain, it's very hard for, for you to get out of tenants as well because they have these uh, bad landlord uh, rules. Oh, so it's pro-tenant. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. So when he was out, it was like these creeps all over the apartment. Aww. So it's like that. Uh, so I, I was feeling like this is enough. So <laughs> at the same time, I went to a boxing tournament in Las Vegas a few weeks after that. And I got in contact with a, a real estate agent in Las Vegas. But I didn't actually plan to buy anything in Vegas because I just want to, you know, take the trip of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I spent some time with her and I just trusted her right away. I was very lucky that I was meeting this uh, woman. So I was planning to buy three apartments in Las Vegas. This was 2014. I had the best feeling that this is going to be great. And I was excited in Las Vegas. I think it was something, you know, cool to have an apartment in Las Vegas. And I was seeing her numbers. You know, I have never even seen a, like, a, what do you call it, net sheet or spreadsheet on the, on the numbers, the ROI. Mm-hmm. This was the first time I was seeing a document like that, that she showed me. And she showed me the property management. And I all, you know, I compared this to Spain. I, I was feeling that this feels so, so great. I mean, this can't be so, so good like uh, I was feeling this. This was perfect. So I went back to Sweden, uh, super excited. And everybody told me, don't do that. I mean, you're crazy, Las Vegas, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking they don't know. I mean, they don't know anything. I mean, I know more than them. But even my accountant in Sweden said, no, 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 you're not going to buy anything there. Absolutely. <laughs> So I was okay. I mean, you have been you have been burned out. Mm-hmm. You must maybe you you don't think so well. <laughs> yeah, I started to believe them. Yes. So oh yeah, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe I'm crazy. So I didn't buy anything in 2014 when the dollar was the cheapest ever. Mm. So what did I do with the money? I went and bought oil stocks instead. Mm-hmm. And. I lost half of the money under the summer of, I think it was 2014. Oh, so sorry yeah. to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So I went back. Uh, actually, I was so mad at myself that I didn't go for my, my own feeling. Mm-hmm. Not trusting your gut. Yeah. Just trusting my gut, right. I love what you said earlier. You said, they don't know. I, you know, so often we take advice from people who shouldn't be giving it. They just don't have enough information. They're, it's just hearsay. No, it's, it's, it's a great point that if you feel strongly about something, look into it more. Take the advice and, and use it to get more information, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to listen to those people. Right, right. Yeah. So I went back to Vegas and I bought three apartments, three oh, condos. Wonderful. Yeah, the dollar have went up a bit, but uh, anyway, I bought them. Uh, so I was seeing that money was ticking in like they should because I trusted this woman and uh, everything was working perfect. And I mean, 
Las Vegas is a nice town to be as well. So it was seeing everything working and being in that city was, uh, you know, I was like getting very excited. So uh, I think I just want to buy more. <laughs> so I did buy three more condos. Uh, I think this was two, 2015 and 2016. And uh, so I only know about Las Vegas and Spain. I didn't know anything about the other states in the United States. So actually, when I, I was following a guy on YouTube that had some very good information about the Vegas market. So I always, you know, looked at that one every month. But one time I was clicking on the wrong video in YouTube and I clicked on, uh, on you. From YouTube. Oh, okay. I was... I was I was clicking on you by mistake. Oh. <laughs> so that's actually how I got in contact with Real Wealth Network. So when you talked, I was directly feeling that she knows what she's talking about. I was sure of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, you know, I had very bad luck in Spain. I was very lucky in Vegas to meet this woman. And I was very lucky to click on the wrong video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so when i i was listening to you i didn't remember which uh, video it was but uh, i think you talked about detroit and I, I think that was very very brave brave and exciting i was very excited that you talked about detroit which i thought was i mean okay detroit had a reputation mm-hmm. but that got me very interested in yep. this detroit I love cities with a bad reputation, but that are reinventing themselves and nobody knows it yet. Yeah, so I start to went into the website, got in contact with the counselor, Aristotle. Yeah, so he he connected me to Detroit. This was 2017. And I think at that point, it was very much to choose from in Detroit. It was feeling like not so many investors have going in for Detroit at that moment. That's my feeling. And at that year, 2017, Las Vegas market was exploding. My condos was almost doubling in wow. value. Oh my gosh, amazing. Over two years, over two years. Wow. Well done. Yeah, lucky. I was lucky. <laughs> uh, I think it was more than luck. <sighs> Maybe. But, uh, you know, I think when you see a person, you feel you can trust her or him. I think that's a very good thing to follow. Because I know many people, they want to read thousands of books. I only read one book, but I follow people that I trust, or at least who I think I trust. So I think uh, many people read too much. <laughs> you know, they're being scared. Yes. So, and when everybody is jumping in, for example, to market, they have missed one year of appreciation or something like that. But then my condos went up in value, like I said, and I was selling my apartments in Spain and I was doing a 1031 exchange mm-hmm. with my condos in Vegas. I have two left, but I did it with four condos and they were rented for, the, for one condo in, in Vegas. I got two houses in Detroit. Wow. And the same rent. I got the same rent in each house in Detroit as in Vegas. Plus, in Vegas, you got the HOA. Oh, right. Yes. A lot of people forget that with a condo, there's that added HOA fee that can really cut into your cash flow. And it's not only that. 
because I have one condo in Vegas that have a bad HOA. Mm, true. I had to pay $130 a month extra in one and a half year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Things like that can happen as well when you have HOA. Right. And the other good thing with houses, you have tenants that probably will stay for, for longer. I mean, they can stay there for their whole life if they have like a backyard. And, but in uh, Vegas, in the condos, it's more turnovers. Even if they all go smoothly in Vegas, they do it uh, very fast in a condo. Uh, maybe not doing that as fast in the house. So. Right. So how did the Detroit properties do? I got 12 in Detroit right now. So I think most of them have the same tenants. Wow. Yeah, one have been evicted. But most of them have the same tenant. And uh, I made, I think I made a good, very good money on them because I was buying 2017. And on the 2018, they start to increase a little bit faster. That's my feeling. At least in Detroit's outer areas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. So I would say in Detroit, if I would buy more, I wouldn't go for just cash flow. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like cash flow as well, but I would go for areas with cash flow and appreciation. I agree. Yeah, you agree. Yeah, well, you can, can buy a $60,000 house that's totally renovated, B minus C plus area that's going to cash flow pretty well. But just for a little bit more money, you know, you can be in a much nicer area. The bottom line is Detroit is still depressed. It's still having a comeback. Some neighborhoods are coming back much faster than others. And I've always been of that belief that get into a neighborhood where there's more of a chance of appreciation, but you also get cash flow along the way. Yeah, it is. And Detroit is so, so hard to tell. I mean, it's parts of pockets in city of Detroit that's doing really well as too. But I think a lot of investors, they see a picture and they see the spreadsheet or net sheet and they buy. So I think it's very important if you're going to buy in Detroit, for example. If you see you, you are on the street and you see it's a lot of other vacant houses, you have to be a little bit more careful. And you see like not so nice cars, signs like that. It's, you know, also things to think about. Absolutely. I was just going to ask you that with all your lessons. Would you buy more? Are you done? You know, would you do it again? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I don't like these inspectors in Detroit, but at least, I mean, they, uh, it's something good about them too. Mm. I mean, they uh, go out, take a look at the property. And I mean, that's actually a good thing. I think that's how it is in almost every market. So how was the eviction process? On that, uh, in one house I had one, they had to carry her out from there. She, wouldn't, she, she didn't want to leave the house. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> How long did it take for you to uh, go through the eviction process? That sounds awful. No, not so long. Not so long. I mean, they do it uh, when, when this happens, they, they do it very good, very fast. Interesting. Uh, yeah, compares to, I heard, okay, I heard other states could take very long time, but uh, Detroit have, have those challenges, absolutely. But when it comes to eviction, it's going like that. Very it's going fast. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You just don't want to be a lender so much there, I think, because of some of their laws. But being an, a landlord is different. Uh, so I believe you also bought in a flood zone. Where was that? It was in Detroit. Okay. And what happened there? 
I mean, I didn't know it was flood zones even in Detroit, so mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. But uh, they they took care of it and they took the property back. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, they did it. So I mean, it could happen anywhere, but at least uh, they took it back and they did what they should do. So they took care of it in a good way. Absolutely, no complaints. Yeah, that's that's a big important thing to look for. I had a a national builder come to us and say we. We have some homes uh, we'd like your members to look at. And I took one look and saw it's in a flood zone in Tampa. And like, you know, we love Tampa. We love the surrounding area, especially the corridor between Orlando and Tampa. It's one of the fastest growing places in the U.S., but I still wouldn't buy in a flood zone. It's just too expensive to insure, and it's in a flood zone. So uh, that tells you something, right? Yeah, really important to look that up. It's Right, right. Yeah, it's right. If you want to sleep well, don't buy in a flood zone. The Detroit team, I, I have a great property management. She answers very quickly to my, we have connection on WhatsApp and emails. So um, I, I feel very safe with them. Wonderful. So what's one tip you feel is most important for investors to know based on uh, you've had lots of ups, you've had some downs, mm-hmm. you uh, have a pretty big portfolio at this point. Yeah. What do people need to know based on your experience? Like I said, I think everything can happen. Mm-hmm. Everything can happen. I mean, even for you, even if you're a real estate expert. So I think uh, you have to be around people with a positive mindset, not around people that, you know, want to scare you away or, or overanalyze things. I think that's important if you just have the right people around you. Uh, that's actually why I have to go to the United States two times a year because. I don't have that people here in Sweden because no one understands this business uh, in Sweden. And I don't like to be in these apps. You know, you could read a lot of on the internet, but that don't give me, give me the right energy that I, I wanted to have. So I think uh, it's a good idea, for example, to listen to your podcast, to listen to these uh, webinars about uh, the series you have. I think it's uh, good to not, uh, uh, for example, Real Wealth Network, they already make it very easy for you. You must uh, always know that things can happen and, and it will happen, the more properties you have. And for some people, it's very painful. It was very painful to me at the beginning, but now when something happened, it's not so painful because I've been through evictions and, and stuff like that. It's not a big deal, at least if you're in Michigan. Yes. Yeah, if you want to have a good journey about this, go behind someone you get inspired of. Very good. That's it. Wonderful. Well, Magnus, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us here on The Real Wealth Show. And it was certainly a pleasure to meet you on the Detroit tour. And I know you fly out sometimes for our live events. And I just think that's amazing. So thank you for for trusting us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. I hope to see you at one of our upcoming events, either on the West Coast on July 13th in San Mateo and July 14th in LA, or on the Eastern side of the US in Cleveland on August 10th. Again, you can get the details at realwealthshow.com. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.